it's funny, the word keeps coming up disappointment. I wasn't disappointed in myself, but there's a little bit of a feeling I had of disappointing maybe the world, right? Like Mm. you were seen as a married couple, you had people come to your wedding and then you're not that. So many, I think the hardest part for me was realizing that it's okay to be both grateful for the marriage and grateful for the divorce, but also scared and sad at the same time. Welcome to the Thoughts from the Couch podcast. I'm anxiety treatment expert and licensed mental health counselor, Justine Carino. I'm here to help you understand the root of your anxiety so you can create new habits that actually stick. Toxic behavior patterns, dysfunctional relationships, and childhood family trauma are all linked to the anxiety you experience. And that's exactly what we dive into on this podcast. Join me as I guide you through flipping the script on your negative thoughts, setting healthy boundaries in your relationships, and cultivating a self-care practice that's as unique as you are. From my couch to yours, let's create your path to peace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 46 of the Thoughts from the Couch podcast. I am your host, licensed mental health counselor, Justine Carino. In this episode, I get to talk to the co-founder of the Fresh Starts Registry, Olivia Howell. The Fresh Starts Registry is a genius idea. You know, we are so used to going on people's registries to celebrate the birth of a baby or their, their wedding. Why aren't we celebrating other new beginnings and other fresh starts? Sometimes we need that support in big life transitions more than any other time. So Olivia is going to talk a little bit about what led her to create the Fresh Starts Registry, but most importantly, her personal experience with her own divorce and how she managed that. You know, I've been wanting to do an episode that focuses on the emotions that show up during divorce for a while now, and I'm so grateful for Olivia's openness on a very private topic. So in here, you're going to hear her talk a little bit about her own divorce, identify some of the emotions that were pretty present for her during those times how therapy was helpful for her during her divorce process and after, where anxiety showed up for her, who her support system was, and what was most helpful for her healing after her divorce. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hi, Olivia. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Can you tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and your career and what led you to co-create the Fresh Starts Registry? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and this has been coming, I feel like for a long time, we've been planning this. So I'm excited to be here. Um, Sure. So I am from Long Island and um, I hear the the New York in your voice as well. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I born and raised here. I'm still here. I'm the mother of two amazing boys. And uh, I, if we're going back a while, I was an elementary, uh, not elementary, middle school teacher in my 20s, transitioned into social media management agency owner, which I still do and love doing. Um, the company works globally with like small businesses, entrepreneurs, big brands. We've done pretty much any industry you can think of, and we manage organic social media for them, which is wonderful. And I get to learn about a lot of stuff and write about things that I would never have before. And I own that business with my sister. And then we, over the last um, year and a half or so, co-founded Fresh Starts Registry, 
which the premise came from like most things in life when you go through something and you come out the other side you want to help people who went through what you went through so I went through my own divorce I am a product of generations of divorce in my family Mm -hmm. so um you know I I thought I knew a lot about divorce but just like parenthood you think you know a lot about something and then you go through it yourself and it's very different yeah and you know, right after my ex-husband left, um, my sister came over and we're cleaning out the house and we're, you know, getting rid of some of those emotionally charged items. And I thought, you know, we celebrate babies and marriage and graduations, but we don't celebrate the hard stuff in life. Oftentimes that's when we need the celebration the most, not just the products themselves, Um, But the community, the support and the people that we call them the hype team around us, you know, that includes the therapist, the healer, the lawyer. So Fresh Starts was founded on that premise. It is the first ever registry platform for people navigating life changes. So we're really proud of that. I love that. Yeah. And it's not just divorce, right? So it's any, any life change. It could be moving across the country, a breakup. It could be job changes. We have a lot of people who come to us who are ready for a you know career change. It's the great resignation happening right now. So here at Fresh Starts, we are firmly, firmly passionate about no judgment, no shame, inclusive, you know, ideas for everybody and just supporting people through these big life changes. You know, um, I am a deeply ambitious person and I'm ready to really flip the script here about life changes, right? So, you know, anybody that's gotten through a divorce knows that head nod you get like the, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) And I used to tell people, don't say you're sorry. There's nothing to be sorry for when you go through a divorce, right? My, My therapist told me early on, And I tell everybody, divorce is a gift, right? It's a gift. And you get a chance for two people to live a fulfilled life that they maybe didn't have the chance to prior. So, you know, I'm really passionate about people understanding, like you said, yes, you can fill your house with all new things, but if you don't do the inner work, you know, you're going to be stuck uh, in that limbo for a little while longer. And I love that you see that and honor it, right? And I say this so many times to clients, whether they're going through something hard with divorce and personal life or or whatever it is, no matter where you go or where you move, your insides are still going to be there. You can change the outsides, but it's the insides that need the work. And I love that you honor that and connect people to the support that they need to work on their insides. That's awesome. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, with any major life change, there's often more than just a therapist you need, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, I know for my divorce alone, it was a divorce lawyer, obviously, mortgage lender, insurance broker, the children had therapists. I, you know, I had my own Reiki healer, astrologer we have on the website, you know, all these different amazing people that can come in and support you so that you can really like feel empowered to, to move on to the next stage. Amazing. Good for you. I'm so excited about this for you. This is really such an amazing platform for people to connect to. I'm curious, Olivia, let's go back into your personal divorce story a little bit. I know it's not easy to talk about, and I'm so grateful for your vulnerability. You know, I talk a lot about relationships on this podcast, and in particular, um, I'm not really talking about how relationships 
are going well on this podcast. I often talk about like <laughs> when they didn't go well and yep. what led to it not going well and what are the patterns that come up for people. So when did you go through your divorce um, and what was that like for you? And just tell me a little bit about that. That's a great question. I know we always sell like we always talk about when relationships don't do well. I feel like we need to like, like I love hearing how people meet. Like that's like one of my favorite <laughs> things in life. So like I said, I come from a long line of divorce. So my parents got divorced when I was 10. I'm the oldest of four, um, three on my mom's side and four on my dad's side. And so, um, you know, I think as the oldest and the oldest daughter, I, I learned a lot of lessons from my parents' divorce. Um, and then literally all of my grandparents were divorced as well. So I grew up with, this taught me a few things. Number one, it taught me that the women in my family were really independent, strong people, but it also taught me that there's nothing wrong with divorce. And so, you know, for me, when I got married, I was young, I was 24 or 25. And so, you know, you go into it, obviously hoping it's going to last forever, but I did know that for me, it was much more important that people live a fulfilled life than not. Yeah. And so, you know, my therapist always jokes with me that before you're 25, your brain isn't fully developed yet. They, <laughs> <And> yes, so, <laughs> that is correct. You know, I do feel like we don't, you know, um, we honor long marriages in our culture so much. And like, for what? You know, like, there's no like, award like nobody's going to hand you a gold award at the end of a 50-year marriage Mm -hmm. if you were miserable the whole time yes because it was 50 years you know we got married we had kids and people change right like you grow you change you want different things and that's okay and so you know I think the really noble respectful thing is to kind of say that to each other and you know realize that there is a much bigger world out there for both of you if you let each other live the lives that you were supposed to live. So um, we separated, it will be three years in April that we separated. And then we went through the divorce process during the pandemic, which I really don't recommend to do again. Um, You know, it was hard because, you know, you were doing everything virtually and, you know, like, you know, talking to lawyers was all over the phone. So it was like hard to get face to face time with people. And um, I am incredibly lucky that I had my family was my rock. Um, I'm still very, very close to um, my dad and my stepdad is like, and my mom are amazing people, my sister, my brother and sister. So, uh, you know, one of the things I learned going through my own divorce was, you know, if you don't have that support system, you're going to be totally lost. And there's a lot of women, especially out there that don't have that support system. And that's as I was building Fresh Start, something I always kept in the back of my mind. Like my family was the people, I mean, they would check in with me a million times a day to make sure I was okay. Because as you said, there's a lot of emotions that go with, you know, hand in hand with divorce. Um, You know, so for me, it was, I think a lot of it was grieving the dreams that I had of a life that I thought I was going to have while also, you know, there was a, I wouldn't say like excitement, but you know, it's like, there's a um, feeling of kind of like letting go of a lot as well. Right. And knowing that you can kind of live this life and, and he can live a life that is just so much more enriching because you were honest with each other and kind of let each other do that. I will say I was the first of my friends pretty much to get divorced And that's interesting as well, because divorce scares people. Yes. 
And so I did have some friends who completely dropped out of the picture, uh, which was hurtful, you know, in a way that was more hurtful than my marriage. Yeah. You know, and then I obviously had some friends that were beyond amazing and would call me and check in on me and send me dinners and things like that. But you know, when you're going through that black hole of divorce, it's really fascinating to take a step back and watch to see how everybody responds around you. There's so much that you said that like, I want to respond to There's so many good <laughs> nuggets in what you just said. So first of all, I'm going to go back a little. You mentioned in your family line, divorce was common, all your parents and all grandparents. And I love that you pointed out the good that showed you, right? We could easily say like, oh, I was wounded in some way because of my parents' divorce. Yes, maybe you have some wounds, right? But you found some resilience and you had modeling of how to be an independent woman and how to make meaning from those divorces in your family line. So you had some modeling of how a woman could still live a really good life, even though she is divorced, right? So I love that you found that in your family story. You also mentioned at some point talking about living a fulfilling life still and it being okay, divorced, right? You you don't want to be married 50 years and miserable. You rather be divorced and both of you move on and find happiness. Support that totally. And you know what? A lot of people don't know this, but a lot of research has been done looking at divorce and impacts on children. And it's not necessarily whether or not the parents are together or divorced. It's the quality of their relationship. So Mm. if two parents are living together and married and their relationship is horrible or strained or tension and they're fighting in front of the kids and this bad marriage is impacting their mental health, that is going to have more of a negative impact on the child's development than parents that have looked at each other and said, this isn't working anymore we need to move towards separation and divorce. We're going to live as co-parents, right? That is actually a healthier model for kids. And I, I talk to a lot of clients, a lot of women who are contemplating divorce. I had a stint with couples therapy. I have to say I did couples therapy and it wasn't, I'm not there yet. It's, it's gotta be hard. Yeah. It's hard. And I'm better right now in my career supporting the person who, um, is a single person or looking to date again or recently was divorced, that kind of thing. But so a lot of women have this fear of how this is going to impact my children. And I always love bringing this research up for them. And, and I think it helps people understand it's the quality of the relationship with the other parent that impacts the mental health. I think you're so right. Um, and I saw that in my own life, you know, as a child. Um, and I will say like my parents, you know, going back to what you said about the modeling, it's interesting when my parents split up, my stepdad came into the picture when I was 10 and he has been an amazing, we all, my siblings and I joke that he's our favorite parent. Like he has been like the most amazing parent and the most amazing grandfather in the entire world. So if, if that, you know, if they had never split up, he would never have come into our life, you know? So there's so, and I, and I got like his whole family and like, you know, now we have this big Italian family because my Italian stepdad came in the picture. Mm. So, you know, there are so many benefits obviously, but you know, people don't always want to see the benefits of a hard situation because I believe personally, there's a lot of people living in unhappy marriages. And when you give them the benefits of of divorce, it makes it very compelling in a way that they maybe don't want to think about. Um, (laughs) But, but, you know, I agree. And, you know, my parents definitely, you know, they had their own 
issues after their divorce and it's taken them some time but now you know in their 60s and they have grandchildren together they are amazing you know like uh, they get along beautifully we we do family things together like my dad lives in New York City and his cat passed away and he buried it at my mom's mm. house here on Long Island. so like you know you know, it's so I have the chance to see the beautiful end story, you know, so while there may be some, some years, of course, people are going to be hurt and they're going to be healing, but there are opportunities in life to come back together and form new relationships. And I think that that really is so important to teach kids, like family can be whatever you make it. Right. And, and it doesn't have to be mom and dad and they live in the same house and they do Disney World together. It can be like and I have friends who have beautiful relationships, you know, with their ex-husbands and do Disney World with them and, you know, all these things. And so I it's possible. And sometimes, you know, as you know, being a therapist, sometimes people just don't know right, that there's possibilities of different yes. lifestyles out there. That is so true. And so my parents are divorced as well, but I was old when my parents got divorced mm. and they were old too, mom and dad, if you're listening. <laughs> I was about 27 when they separated. Yeah. And now that they've been apart and divorced and moved on with their lives, I almost can't imagine them being together now, you know? Like yeah. I remember what they were while I was growing up before the divorce. They have their different lives and they're okay. And it's like, wow, I cannot imagine them being together right now, you know? So it's, sometimes it's it just true. works out, right? It does. And like, even, you know, I saw my grandparents, um, you know, when my dad's father passed away unexpectedly of a heart attack, it was my grandmother, you know, his ex-wife that was there at the hospital bedside with him, you know, and, you know, it just, again, it goes back to like relationships will change over time. and. We have no idea what life has in store for us. And sometimes we just have to like let go a little bit, um, you know, to see what the next phase is going to be. I love your optimism. You're a very optimistic person, Olivia. Oh, yeah. Have you oh, always yeah. been this way? I think so. I really want, I believe there's always options. Mm -hmm. I believe not, no one is stuck. And like, you know, even if you start off by making $1 a day, whatever it is, you know, there's always going to be options in life. But I appreciate you saying that. I, you know, I definitely, I never want people to feel like they are trapped in anything, especially, you know, if I have a hill to die on, it's that women should not be in unhappy marriages because, you know, there's, there's just so much more to life. I think that culturally, again, we are very conditioned to think like you get married, you have kids, and, um, you know, my sister is a great example. So she was uh, with her partner for almost a decade. They were supposed to get married and then COVID happened. They had the big wedding planned. Um, mm -hmm. So they pushed the wedding. Then, you know, COVID was still happening. <laughs> and then eventually they realized they were like, you know what, this is not working. Like the relationship was not working. And so she and they ended up um, calling off the engagement mm. and then she ended up rekindling kind of a friendship with somebody. And now she is uh, madly in love and wow. she travels over to see him abroad. And, you know, so it's such a good reminder to me, like we, again, we just don't know what life has in store for us. And, you know, so her, she always thought, and I'm going to follow this one narrative. And that wasn't the narrative she was meant to follow. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think, I think people live in fear of disrupting 
a lot of cultural narratives often. Yes, and cultural conditioning, totally, yeah. totally. And family conditioning. Exactly, and what it's expected of you because of your parents, what they think and what their parents thought and their parents thought, totally. Yeah. So much like is passed down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I am so happy to announce that my first ever online program, The Path to Peace, is here. This is a step-by-step mini course to help you create your unique anxiety management routine in just seven days. This was designed to help the overachieving, people-pleasing perfectionist gain control over racing thoughts, manage overwhelming feelings of anxiety, and craft a self-care practice to optimize their mental health through evidence-based treatment methods. These strategies will leave you with a sense of freedom from your own thoughts, help you live more presently, and make decisions out of intention instead of fear. The course includes the exact process that I use with my one-to-one clients in my private practice that has resulted in them telling me that they feel like a new person because of implementing the tools they've learned from our work together. You can find the link to the Path to Peace in the notes section of this episode and on my website, carinocounseling.com. So you had mentioned that therapy is helpful for you. Um, What was that like? How has therapy helped you with your divorce? Um, And then with therapy, did you ever try medication to help you with your mental health? So um, I actually met my therapist on Instagram. That's great. (laughs) Like all good things. Um, And she um, is amazing. She, you know, when I tell people when you find a therapist, you have to, it's so hard. It's like dating, right? Like Mm -hmm. you have to make sure that they are connected on so many levels to you. So I'm a very spiritual witchy type woman. And my therapist is also very spiritual and helps me pull that side out of me. So when I sit down, we do virtual sessions, which Mm -hmm. I love I'm Mm -hmm. never going back to Mm in-person therapy again Um, (laughs) and so you know when we talk and I say really out there things like you know like I do like I'm gonna change the world and be on Oprah and she's like okay like you manifest (laughs) that like you got it you know so um but I will say I started therapy right before my marriage ended and I do think that putting myself first and going to start therapy and learning some phrasing that valued myself and made my self-worth come out a little bit more was perhaps start of that journey of the marriage ending. Mm. And if it wasn't for my therapist, I don't know if I would have had the strength, you know, to say those things. Yeah. So she's been amazing. Um, And then I actually started anxiety medication a while ago. It's probably been five years I've been on anxiety medication. Again, my psychiatrist is online, Mm. which I tell people, especially moms, because they can't get out to find a psychiatrist. I personally use one from Doctor On Demand. I've had the same psychiatrist for five years. She's lovely. We check in with each other. When my second son was born, he's almost six. We had this you know how life always throws you many things at one time so my grandmother who was my best friend had passed away and then uh, my son was born you know my son was born she passed away my husband at the time had the company he was working for closed it was like everything oh my gosh and I'm a very empathic Pisces person and so I felt like I was just completely raw to the world And I just said, I need help. Like, this is not working. I cannot raise, I own my own business. I have two kids. I can't do this. 
And so I started with anxiety medication. It's straight anxiety. So it's not depression, it's just anxiety. And uh, it has been a life-changing because it just takes away that edge of like, and I'm still anxious. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm still (laughs) an anxious person, but then, you know, I can deal with that in other ways, like with, you know, working out with therapy, with food, with all the other, you know, methods and coping mechanisms. Um, But again, just like with divorce, I'm a big proponent. Uh, if you, if you need the help, get the help. There's nothing wrong with taking medication for anxiety or depression. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And and the way I like to explain it to people too, is like, if you're a highly anxious person and you're walking into that therapy room in person or virtually, we're just focusing on putting out the fire of the day, right? Because when you're highly anxious, there's always a fire to put out and you're not doing the skill work to maintain a calmer baseline. And what medication can help with, and I'm not a psychiatrist, but a lot of my clients are on medication because they're highly anxious. The medication will calm down the fight or flight, will calm down the nervous system, calm down the brain. So then you can start to process those CBT skills for anxiety management, talk about relationships, talk about the goals for the week, talk, you know, process things from the past because you're in a calmer state of mind. Right. Um, and it just works because parts of our brain that manage emotions when we're anxious, um, we can't really manage anything. So how can you do, how can you become productive in therapy if your baseline is at that fight or flight? So I totally get what you're saying. That's a hundred percent true. And my therapist described it as if your arm is falling off, you wouldn't just put a bandaid on it, right? Like you need to like have, have some sort of support because I do have, my nervous system was wrecked after my divorce Yeah. Um, and during the divorce. I mean, I'm still healing from my nervous system being activated for that long. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was probably in fight or flight for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I think you're absolutely right. In order to then heal from that, all of that, whatever it is, you do need to have some sort of support to kind of bring you down to baseline level. Exactly. Work with the chemicals that we can't see that gets you in a state to be able to process and heal. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. So I'm curious for you, you know, what were some of the emotions that were most present for you during your whole divorce process? That's a great question. Nobody has ever asked me that on a podcast before. Um, I'm glad I'm the first. You are. And you know, again, it's so important because um, I'm a huge believer. If you tell your story, it takes away the fear from somebody else going through it. You know, there's so many emotions. So obviously like the, one of the prevalent ones was this, gr- it was grieving, right? You're grieving the marriage. You're grieving being a wife. I was a very, I was very proud to be married. I was very proud to be a wife. And, you know, you're grieving that, that loss. You're grieving the loss of a friend, right? Your, your partner was your friend and your partner. And again, you know, you're holding so many emotions at one time. So while you're grieving and you're sad, and there was definitely a divorce depression which is a thing, mm-hmm. obviously that happened, you know, on I laid on the couch watching Jane the Virgin crying for many, many nights. There's also a sense of freedom, right? A sense of, well, this wasn't the right fit. And there was problems for many years. And, you know, you did make the, both of you together made this brave decision to move on from the marriage. So, you know, there's a sense of kind of like a sigh of relief a little bit that like, your gut wasn't wrong, right? There was something that needed to be kind of changed or altered and you tried your best and that's great, but you don't have to keep, you know, fighting so hard in terms of like keeping the the thing alive if it's not working the way it's supposed to. And then, you know, I think just a sense of, 
obviously there was a lot of fear, right? A fear of the unknown, a fear of keeping things stable for the children, a fear of financial, right? Like I own my own business and trying to refinance the house by myself and pick up all the bills, you know, and everything like that. And then there's just, it's funny, the word keeps coming up disappointment. And I, I wasn't disappointed in myself, but there's a little bit of a feeling I had of disappointing maybe the world, right? Like Mm. you were seen as a married couple, you had people come to your wedding and then you're not that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just, it's so many, I think the hardest part for me was realizing that it's okay to be both grateful for the marriage and grateful for the divorce, but also scared and sad at the same time. I love that you're able to see both ends, right? You have like these mixed emotions that show up during a divorce and you don't have to pick one side, right? You don't have to be like, this is the best thing ever happened to me. This is the best choice I've ever made. I'm free, like, which might be a phase for some people. And then it doesn't have to be like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I am so sad. How did this happen? It's a little bit of both some days, right? And it can fluctuate and you can have both ends of the spectrum at the same time. I'm glad you brought up grief too. You know, grief is a huge emotion that shows up for people going through divorce. And a lot of people think grief is just related to a death, right? Like someone died, but divorce is a death of a marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And we can grieve that loss. And um, if you know the stages of grief with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, she, you know, did a lot of the research. It was actually, she did it for people that were dying of a terminal illness. Mm. And then we took it and applied it to um, stages of grief when we've lost somebody. But it shows up like there's this acceptance phase, there's bargaining, like I'll do anything to make this not happen. There's anger, there's depression, there's the denial. Now there's a lot of work coming out about anxiety being the sixth yeah. stage of grief. Um, but also David Kessler, who worked with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, he talks a lot about making meaning of the grief as the sixth stage. So any of that resonate for you? Did you feel like you fluctuated through those different stages? It's such an interesting question from a marriage perspective. So I think that when you're talking about two people that eventually ended the marriage with divorce, a lot of those stages come way prior when you're married and don't realize it. You know, I think that there was probably a lot of that happening, almost like the iceberg was, you know, above the water, but there was so much more below it. And then a lot of that kind of the end stages happened post-divorce. You know, I do remember when we decided to separate, definitely a feeling of denial in terms of like living in an altered state that you just never thought you would find yourself in. So, you know, picking the kids up from school and feeling like I'm in the twilight zone, like, who am I? Where am I? What is happening? Almost like you're, you're just walking through somebody else's life or a movie, you know, and then obviously the anxiety, it was a huge part of it as well, you know, and I just, I think a lot of that, like, you know, because you're not dealing with a death, quote unquote, comes from you know, the previous years of the marriage, maybe. Yeah, good point. So a lot of those emotions were happening even before the divorce actually went through. That's a really good point. Really good point. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. So with all these emotions, you know, you need your support system. It sounds like part of your support system was your therapist, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Who else was a significant part of your support system? That's such a good question also. So 
you know, like I said, my family was huge, but family, family, you know, is wonderful. And I recommend, obviously, if you can have your family support, do it. But also your family is going to like, I will say, you know, divorce creeps into every aspect of your life, right? So, you know, your family is also going through their own emotions with your divorce, right? Whatever it is, they're losing an in-law or they're worried for you or they're worried about your kids. So sometimes you do need other people to rely on. Um, So I had my therapist. I also had a friend of mine is a um, manifestation and kind of intuitive coach. And so we worked together to kind of change a lot of the narratives as well. I'm currently working with an amazing body and mindset coach to kind of start to reheal um, my nervous system, you know, Great. with food, with working out, all of that. But like practically, I had my divorce lawyer, right, who was wonderful and um, really kind of like sometimes would remind me, like, let's cool it, like, you know, let's not get so emotional. This is, we're going to be fine. And then I'm like, you know, I had the, my mortgage lender who was, a rock as well, you know, who would remind me like, you're going to be fine. We're going to get through this, you know? So that's why when we, when I initially had the idea for the fresh starts experts, I, I didn't want to limit it because you do need so many different people. I mean, I went, I had a psychic on board. I had my astrologer, um, you know, Reiki healer, my hairdresser, right? So you have all these people that really do come together to lift you up and support you during a divorce or during your life change. And, you know, so I definitely, when I was building out what we wanted for fresh starts, I wanted to make sure that all of those people were available, you know, divorce coaches, even, you know, dating coaches, things like that. So when people were ready to come back and do different parts and aspects of their whatever life change it is that they had the experts at the ready so they could call up. I love that. And, you know, as you were saying who your support system was and what you were doing to help yourself, I couldn't help but think about how you were creating and probably still are creating a new identity, you know, for so long, um, your relationship your marriage was a part of who you are and what your identity was and what roles you held in your life and a divorce changes someone's identity and so you grieve the loss of an identity too and all these people helped you create and are helping you to create a new sense of self which is awesome yeah I think that's such a good point and I would say for me personally a lot of what I walked away with kind of healing after the divorce was going back to who I was internally that was like primarily me Right. So I ended up kind of reconnecting with a lot of older friends of mine from childhood, from elementary school, who knew me when I before I was tarnished by anything in the world. Right. Um, And kind of like going back to what brings me joy. What do I like to do? I mean, I didn't even remember a time when I was could sit on the couch and watch TV. I was so busy doing all the wife, mother, business person stuff. And, you know, when my therapist you know, said to me, well, your homework this week is to just go lie in bed and watch TV. I was like, wait, people do that? Like, people <laughs> lie in bed and watch TV? Like, you know, you get so, so in, in the moment that you forget, like, to slow down. And so, you know, working with the different coaches I have, my therapist and my support team, you know, to heal that nervous system, bring everything back down to baseline, um, you know, I think is, is definitely huge and something people, you know, you don't often realize you're living in fight or flight till you're out of fight or flight. And I think that's the hard part. The fight or flight becomes that baseline. Like there's a lot of trauma that happens when you go through divorce. And so your system's just activated trying to survive 
Yes. You know, that's what fight or flight does. It helps you survive. Yeah. It yeah. swoops in, keeps you going that you don't even realize you're functioning at that level. You know, that right. fight or flight, yeah. that and anxiety. It jacks up your whole system. Yeah. I mean, your whole body. I love that you mentioned it. It's so funny you reference like laying in bed and watching TV because before I became a mom and like had my own business and a marriage, like I didn't know like that would be such a luxury laying in bed and watching TV. <laughs> and this past year on my birthday, which I think I'm going to make a tradition, like I made sure I was alone, like throughout, like when my kid was at preschool and my daughter yep. was with grandma and my husband was at work, I took the day off from working and I watched TV like. Yep. I, and I had the best time. I was like, today I'm going to stay home and watch TV because this is a luxury for me right now. <laughs> so and true. then my cousin had her birthday and I was like, what'd you do? She's like, it was phenomenal. I stayed in bed and watched TV all day. I'm like, yep. sometimes we need to do that. You yeah, I would recommend throwing in some frozen yogurt to that mix and then you're like good to go. <laughs> Make it a whole self-care yep. situation. Who knew TV would be a luxury at some point? <laughs> so what do you think was most helpful to, to your healing after your divorce? Well, I will say this for anybody listening, if you have a friend going through a divorce, there are definitely some things to not say. So I had some friends say some things to me that I know they love me and they're well-meaning, but it was really not helpful. So like what? things like, just kick him out already. What we are both, own, first of all, we own the house together and he's not <laughs> doing anything that would make me need to kick him out, right? right? He wasn't abusive, right? It was that like, you know, and so often people don't realize, you know, if you're sad and you're going through something, they want to help. That was not a helpful statement, right? <laughs> so it, was yes. just, it made it, it made me feel shame. It made mm. me feel worse. And it was like, that's not even a possibility in the realm of possibilities. I wouldn't even do that. So don't recommend that. I had another friend, God love her, who said the best way to get over someone is to get under someone. And Ooh. I thought I can barely look at myself in the mirror. There's no right. way that I'm, I mean, I still haven't even gotten into the dating world yet. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, no. So, you know, I, um, you know, I, I think and that's a whole other, I'm happy to come back and talk about that when that mm -hmm. happens, but mm -hmm. you know, that's a whole other topic because, you know, I see a lot of women who jump into relationships very quickly after divorce and look, that's fine if that's what they need, but I'm a big proponent of healing yourself so that yes. you can be healthy for the next relationship. And I knew that I was not, at, and still I'm not at that place yet um, mentally to yes. be a good partner for the next person. So telling your friends to just go out there, go drink, go get drunk. That's not, it's not helpful. No. Um, so some of the things that were really helpful, um, I had friends, you know, send dinner for me and the kids because sometimes you're so depressed. You're so tired from crying that you literally can't make dinner. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really helpful. I had friends who would, um, actually I had my one cousin and she used to FaceTime the kids, draw with them and color with them so that I could talk to my lawyer in another uh. room. Yeah. Um, you know, cause you don't want the kids to hear things, obviously, yeah. you know, and I will say having the people in your life understand that you are not going to shit talk your ex, it's not going to happen, mm. you know, especially around the kids. Like mm -hmm. you might want to, you, you know, have specific people you vent to when your kids are not around, but you know, having your uncle come in the room and say like, eh, you know, that whatever, that's not, not good. <laughs> you know, so, yes. um, my family was amazing about understanding my boundaries and um, the safety precautions we were taking in terms of like making sure that everybody was mentally healthy and, you know, not hearing anything they didn't need to hear because my kids were, you know, young and, and also just, again, having a therapist. 
I highly, highly recommend. Um, I, I'll, I'll say too, now that I know divorce coaches, I didn't know that at the time, I, we have a bunch on fresh starts and they're amazing women. I would recommend now if I had a friend going through a divorce to hire a divorce coach, like you said, with therapy, therapy is wonderful because you untangle things in the moment, but divorce is, changes by the second and you're dealing with it for, I mean, for me, it was years you're dealing yeah. with it. And so having a divorce coach that you can text or call and say, how do I respond to this email or whatever, I think would be amazing if I was going through a divorce. That's awesome. That's good yeah. to know. Awesome. I love that you highlighted like what not to say and what is helpful to say and do. I think people need to understand that. They need to yeah. know the difference. Yeah. And I will say if you, if you do have somebody in your life that's contemplating divorce or going through a divorce, divorce is never a failure. So don't ever say it's a failure to them. Mm-hmm. I always say, I'm so proud of you, right? Mm. Because getting into that decision or even contemplating that decision is really scary. And so once you can voice it to somebody, then, you know, the only acceptable response I think is to just be really proud of that person for, for speaking up about it. I love that. I love that. You are so positive, Olivia. <laughs> you really are. And I'm also thinking what you said about like not running into the next relationship or not running into dating. You know, a lot of people do do that. And what I find is there's so much unresolved issues, so many unresolved mm-hmm. emotions that continue to show up. So they can be in a new relationship and years later be thinking about these unprocessed, unresolved emotions from their ex. Um, and that's never a great thing to do when you're in a new relationship. You've got to take care of yourself first, process all the emotions related to divorce, find you again, create your new identity because your new identity may match you if you decide to find a partner again with someone totally different than who you used to be or match with. It's so true. I love that. And also, you know, when you have children involved, you do have to be careful with who you bring into your life. And Often, you know, I've seen many a friend, um, you know, get divorced and they will walk right into another relationship with a guy with all the red flags flagging, you know, because flapping in the wind, right? Exactly. Cause they're, they're not processing their own divorce. And then you're bringing people into your children's lives that are maybe not the best suited, you know, for your family. So I, I think again, it goes back to that cultural narrative. It's okay to be single. Like there's nothing wrong with being single. Like I'm proud to be single. I'm, I'm working on myself I'm healing. I have so many amazing things in my life happening that like when the right partner partner comes along, that's fantastic. But I was very cognizant of not pushing my own healing process aside by jumping into the dating world Mm -hmm. because I wanted to make sure like, I'm not doing this again. There's no second divorce for me. (laughs) So whatever, whoever comes next, that has to be the right person. Yes. You're so right. And because you're doing so much work on yourself, because you're enjoying the single version of you and your business and your kid's life. When you do meet a future partner, if and when, you will find someone that's more compatible with this new version of you. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think we need to tell women, especially that, you know, Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's hard because you do, you want the protection, you want the safety, you want another man in your life. But, um, you know, for me, it was definitely, I, I, like I said, I'm lucky that I had such a great support system because I do see how if you didn't, then that's an easy place to go to. 
This is so helpful. I think a lot of people listening that are going through divorce will find a lot of positive and hope from you sharing this. I'm so grateful. Thank um, you. Yeah. How can people reach you? How can people find you and learn more about Fresh Starts? Sure. So we are Fresh Starts Registry everywhere. You can follow us on Instagram. We have affirmations. I share a lot of personal narratives. Um, we have, you know, all of our experts over there. So we're Fresh Starts Registry, Instagram, Facebook, the website. Um, you know, the to go to the website and browse all of our products and experts is free. Um, we have a weekly newsletter that's, you know, very optimistic and positive and uh, affirmative. So, you know, sign up for our newsletter. And I... I'm here, you know, for anybody. So I get DMs from women daily just saying like, I'm contemplating divorce or I'm thinking about it. What do I do? And I will direct them to the right experts that we have on Fresh Starts because they can help them through that. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of this, Olivia. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. And, I, you know, I love all of your insight and I absolutely love your questions. So thank you so much. You're more than welcome. I hope this episode resonated with those of you out there listening who are currently healing from a divorce. It's a process. There's no timeline for how long it's going to take for you to feel differently, for you to feel quote unquote better. You know, it's grief. Grief comes and goes. It's a loss of something and someone so important in your life. So my biggest tip is not to give yourself a timeline and don't judge yourself for feeling the way you feel after going through an experience like a divorce. It's really hard to navigate. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to rate or review this podcast so I can get this content out into the world and support more people on their mental health journeys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the information shared during this episode. For complimentary anxiety management tools, you can head over to my website, carinocounseling.com. Thank you so much for listening and go enjoy all the moments your day has to offer you.